Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Words with Dragons podcast. Um, I wanted to try and get at least one episode out, if not two, uh, before the end of the new year. And I thought now would be as good a time as any, uh, just because we're in a kind of a chill dragon princey sort of period. Uh, we still obviously have a lot of really fun things going into the um, next year of the show and possibly last year of the television show airing, which is crazy um as well as kind of you know like november was a semi-biggish month for the fandom anniversary of like two different seasons um as well as like my own fandom products being in full swing and all that so i just wanted to kind of like you know we're just gonna touch base have a nice little time um and so the main stuff i'm going to be discussing is uh my fanon season six uh, fanfic that I have going on called Teach Me How to Name the Bigger Light, um, which mild spoilers for the first five-ish chapters if you have not read it yet, but nothing like too big. We're still in the like earlier stages of, of said fic, uh, as well as my experience and the inspiration behind uh, Snake Boy Callum Week, which you might have seen in the Tumblr tags, or maybe you participated in, read some stuff, made some stuff um or maybe you're here thinking what the hell are you talking about in which case all of that will be answered and discussed uh so i'm going to start with the um fandom week just because that was a really kind of fun and unique experience um so basically and i've given this this bit of fandom history i guess now it technically is um on on my tumblr before uh but back when jk rowling was in a raging turf so like really i want to say like maybe like the first year the show was out uh like a couple days after season one came out somebody was like hey like what hogwarts houses do you think um and you'll see why this relates to the snake boy thing soon enough but like what houses do you think they would be in and i was like rayla Gryffindor, like fucking textbook impulsive, her arcs a lot about bravery and like shame and doing the right thing and blah blah blah. Like just like so driven by her own internal sense of like what feels wrong, what feels right. If something does even if something like is wrong but doesn't feel wrong to her, like she'll if some if something feels wrong to her, even if she thinks it's the right thing to do she can rarely see it to fruition. Like she genuinely was like, I want to be an assassin. I want to go on this mission. Like I want to make things right and redeem my name and my parents and like all that, my, all that sort of stuff. Right. But like, because it didn't feel right, like she couldn't go through with it. Rayla is really bad at doing things that feel wrong and actually seeing them through to the end. That's not something she excels at. It has to feel right or she's gonna choke at the finish line. That's kind of what she says in like season one. Like, um, you know, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm great at everything until the moment it actually matters and then I, I fuck up, right, all the time. That's, that's what she says in season one. And I think she still by and large feels less, to a lesser degree feels that way still in like season, especially in season four. Uh, she still feels that way. Uh, season five a little bit less, but she also doesn't really mess. I mean, okay, yeah, she gets she steals the thing and she gets caught for that and like whatever and stuff. But um, but overall, yeah, for her, it's like if she can justify it, she'll do it more or less. Uh, she just sometimes struggles to like justify things like fully, and then if she can't, then she can't do it. 
Um, so Rila was really was really textbook to me. And then people were like, oh, I think Callum is in the, the Ravenclaw house because they're all about like art and intelligence and creativity. And Callum has all of those things. But I was like, no, I think and I've always thought this. I think that he would be a Slytherin because he has the ambition. You know, he he learns that obviously this wasn't the case in season one when I was making the post. I didn't have that context, but like, you know, he is a go-getter with magic. He he hears in season two, like, oh, humans can't do magic. And he just defaults to like, well, I can. And he just he just chases that. And he never really considers that like maybe there's a reason why nobody has been able to or like people think that this is impossible for humans or like whatever he just assumes that he can and the crazy thing is that he's right so like he is he's very ambitious um you know he loves magic he's very intelligent but it definitely like a lot of his magic is based around wanting to be able to like to do things not just learn things but like to do things um and then, of course, like his intense, his intense, almost irrational loyalty for it's like, if you have it, you have it forever. So it's like in season one, that's Ezra. And then season two onwards, it's Ezra and Rayla. You know what I mean? Like, th- those are his two people, like come hell or high water, like any, he'll do anything for them. It was kind of like the idea behind that, like selective loyalty. Like he never feels that way towards Sword and Claudia. So even when they betray him, it hurts, especially Claudia. But like, you know, even in the early episodes, like he doesn't trust claudia to not hurt ezra even when they're escaping the castle um and then assume, but then once he learns like oh is willing to lose her hand for ezra he's like okay like we're good you know um and so i had like a tag kind of for like southern Callum because i thought it was like useful because at the at that time um you know it's kind of like i find that like it can be really easy sometimes for fandoms to kind of take the way the character presents and to assume that that is the bulk of their personality, which like totally makes sense to like kind of better maybe clarify what I mean. It's like um, Claudia in season one and in uh, even in season like four and five, like she's still goofy. She's still silly. She can still be kind and caring towards the people that she loves. She's looking after them. You know, she she thinks baby animals are cute and she has all these nice kind of qualities. And like, especially in season one, because you have the contrast, like Soren's more of an obvious jerk, like Soren's more of a bully. And Claudia, by contrast, is a lot like nicer. But like, I was always way more worried and was like, I think there's something wrong with her, like her brother. I'm like, hey. but like, there's something about Claudia where I'm like that is is worrisome you know even in season one and so i feel like sometimes it kind of comes to like you know if we have characters like Rayla, but especially like Rayla again like in the earlier seasons which is like when we're starting to like form our, our characterization basis right is kind of like we assume like oh well Rayla's is really like gruff and standoffish so that must mean that she's mean Right. But real actually isn't like she can she can be gruff and she can be very like like very grumpy, Uh, but she's not really ever like mean like she never really goes after like insecurities. She never really throws someone's like words back at them. She'll get mad at you for something like you actually did like action wise, but she just kind of expresses like, hey, that was crappy and I'm upset about it. 
And then she just kind of leaves it. Like she never really escalates past that point, um, which is different than Ezrin, who can be kind of cruel. The couple, the one real time that we see him get mad, um, and Callum, whose temper is infamously nasty, right? And the, so that was one of the things I felt like the tag kind of encompassed in terms of being like, no, like Callum, the jerk face dance exists for a reason. Like he can be kind of a jerk. So it was kind of like a way to almost like have a tag where like I could talk about the the not maybe as nice sides of him but the sides that made him really interesting to me because then you have that contrast of you know he's so kind he is so good and nurturing and he's also kind of terrifying he also has the capacity to like be successfully really violent and kind of remorseless about it you know um, which I thought was interesting. You just don't see protagonists like that, but that's definitely a kind of protagonist that like I tend to prefer. So I'm always thrilled whenever it pops up, but you're always kind of like pleasantly surprised when it does. Um, and then the the turf shit happened and I went, absolutely not. Uh, but I still kind of wanted to tag. So I was like, you know what? I'll just say he's a little snake boy. It's like a little tongue in cheek reference um, it lets me kind of keep the, the notions of the tag, but allows me to like detach it from the shitty origins. Um, and was kind of one of my little rec- reclamations, I'm going to say, uh, in terms of being like a trans person who was a Harry Potter fan for a long time. And I started to distance myself around like 2016. Um, but yeah, yeah. So um but yeah, so that's like where the tag came from. And then I just used it more and more as the years went on um, to kind of be able to like, you know, I'm always tagging things so I can find them. So I was kind of like, well, you know, if I'm making a, a meta about, you know, the way Callum views Zim in the first three seasons is different than how Ezra and Rayla views him. You know, like we'll be able to find that in the tag and blah, 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 or be able to reference previous ones. Like that, that's useful. So it made sense from a tagging standpoint. Um, and then obviously season five delivered in like season four delivered in massive ways on like kind of bringing things up like Callum's increased impatience and like shorter temper um well like obviously he's grown in positive ways too like he he is more um his his temper is quicker to rise but it's actually less brutal once it's there which I think is like really nice um you know, he's a lot more, like, centered in himself. So there's a lot of, like, positive stuff, too. But obviously, like, you know, if, if a story only ever focuses on the positive traits of the character, like, there's not much that's going to be happening. And a lot of it's not going to be outside of, like, comedy. It's not going to be, like, that interesting all the time. Uh, so, like, the flaws, the flaws are where it's at, you know? Or not even, like, the flaws, but, like, where your character can falter and be exploited is really, really fun. Um... And then season five came out and suddenly everybody was like on the same page and it was really, really validating after like years sometimes of like most people were very receptive. I'm, I've said it before and I'll, I'll keep saying it that like the Dragon Prince overall as a fandom, I've never seen a fandom have more consistent uh, like fandom characterization and stuff that matches the show as well as the dragon prince does like there are so many talented fic writers and stuff like that in particular where like i read their stuff and i'm like this is a one for one like 
truly extraordinary. Like no other fandom I've been in has had that level of like consistency. There was always more of a divide between like the people who felt like they were maybe drawing more from the source material and then people who were kind of maybe extrapolating more on their own like projections or like preferences. And that's not like a bad thing. It's just not what I've ever like characterization is something where I was always very, very in intent about it in my own writing to like varying degrees of success, especially when I was younger. Uh, especially like as a reader where I was like, if this doesn't feel like it's a natural progression of this character, even if you're taking them and like, you know, maybe they're ending up with someone that they would never end up with the, with in canon or something where it's like, I want to see the journey there. Like, I want to, I want you to sell me on this. I want you to show me how this would work. Realistically speaking, like with the characters we have and like how this would go and like that, like take me on the journey. You know, like, even if this feels like no, very little is actually out of character. It's more just like, what would have to happen for this to be in character, you know, uh, which I think is a lot more useful as like a writing tool. And so like then season five happened and suddenly my view of Callum was not just like, well, it's not my view. It's like, it's, it's very like a, a, a collective view by now, but like suddenly maybe like our view of, oh yeah, I'll, I'll say basically like the people who were like, Callum would do dark magic again if he had to for real or Ezrin. Basically anybody who abided by that, who was like, he would do it for either of them and he would do it again. Um, anyone who thought that post like season one, season two, or like post season three, depending on where they came in the hiatus, like anybody who thought that kind of was like season five happened we were like yeah exactly he has always been like this the show's bringing it out more the show's bringing more attention to it but like he has been like this since the beginning and it's just getting more and more serious because like selective loyalty is one of those things where like it's not a massive flaw in the real world like it might mean maybe um enabling someone more negative traits or it might mean something like maybe staying in a relationship of any kind longer than maybe you should but overall like you're mostly just going to be like a good friend you know if you're really loyal like that that's the bulk of it uh it's only in stories where selective loyalty especially in something that is as high stakes as fantasy tends to be where selective loyalty is suddenly like an oh shit moment like this could really hurt or damage us in some way because it's really exploitable um usually by villains and of the heroes and it's like you know it's that classic dilemma of like do you save one person and risk the world or like you know doesn't doesn't a hero always have to care about the one person right like isn't that the right thing to do and on the other hand it's like well you know, sacrifice, and you can get into a lot of interesting stuff with it. So it's always been like a plot element and, a, and an idea that I've really enjoyed. Um, so, you know, th then it then it kind of happened, right, in season five. And so um, more people were using the tag to kind of like discuss the season. And I was talking with some of the other, you know, uh, realm like fic writers, and I forget who it was. Somebody else was like, wouldn't it be funny if we had like a week where like it was just about our 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 dubious, beautiful baby boy. And I was like, you know what? That would be really fun. And so I named it. I came up with the prompts. I kind of thought about like, you know, what would kind of what do we want to draw from the season? What would maybe work well for like future speculation? 
or you know stuff like that like the kind of like the themes the quotes so some stuff from like Callum's like Tales of Zadia bio whatever uh and I named it Snake Boy Callum Week because I just I wasn't sure what else to call it I was like I don't know like what else again it's kind of like why the term I think stuck because it's like well it can encompass a lot of things it can be about his temper his ambition his obsessive personality his intense protectiveness which is a really positive thing but can also be a really negative thing or maybe not even negative but again just kind of like maybe this isn't the best path possible you know what i mean um and so and so we had it and honestly more people participated than i than i thought it was i thought there'd be like a decent amount but like people did fan art somebody made like a playlist there was loads of like fix. I feel like I got to see a lot of stuff from people like I hadn't normally seen in the tags before. And that's always really exciting to me because like one, in, in, maybe inspiring is too strong a word, but like seeing people be like, oh yeah, like I had an idea for that prompt. And like, I'm excited to write it. Like that's like the best feeling because fandom is inherently like you're just sharing ideas and like you're going to gravitate towards the ones that like work for you but maybe you also might get to explore something or consider something that like you haven't considered or explored before and like that's also lovely um so that was a really nice lovely experience and it's probably my favorite fandom event that i've ever run um and not gonna lie there is a part of me that's like i already kind of want to run another one i already am like can we go back because it was one of the best like weeks of my life um and then people obviously were posting stuff late i'm still posting stuff late i still have like three pieces i want to write um one about the lengths that cal was willing to go to for ezrin as well as some like headcans from their childhood that's going to be fun um one about callum under what circumstances i think he would maybe use the uh freezing blood spell because i'm like well, he would presumably know how to use it and he could and I, like again canon might not ever put him in a position where he needs to or uses it but like i sure want to so like that'll be fun um and then one from like soren's perspective of kind of knowing he doesn't have that intense loyalty towards him uh but Soren also kind of being glad because like he sort of had that with weird and with claudia like two two degrees and it didn't really work out for him so i feel like Soren wouldn't be like bothered he doesn't have it but i feel like Soren would maybe be able to like understand that like if this gets pushed far enough it's not gonna like go well um and so that was really fun and it's kind of like those thoughts and then a bunch of other thoughts that have kind of led to my uh, fan in season six. I didn't think I would ever do a fan season again. I haven't done one since like, um, since like post season two. So it's been years. Like one of the fun things in November was like, we got the mini, I think like four year anniversary of season three, something crazy like that um and like i haven't written a fan in season and like i guess yeah in like four years so it's been a long time uh, and it's kind of cool because like i can see the ways that i've both progressed as a writer and the fact that i think in a lot of ways it is the most ambitious project i've taken on dragon prince wise because most of the time when i write stuff it's a lot of one shots and if, if it is multi-chaptered it's usually very like relationship heavy um, where either it's like like the last fan in season thing I wrote was with those five adorbers and like we just focused on Raylum traveling through Zadia. Like there was no real plot. It was just kind of whatever we wanted to explore. Um, 
and you know it was like extremely um indulgent isn't the right word but like very like light and fluffy overall there was some angsty stuff there was some stuff but like we weren't trying to like emulate really anything we were just like what would our you know and so i feel like um and like teach me how to name the bigger light is also very indulgent it's also very much like this is like my personal dream of what it would be like well those five adorbers watches me talk about it every day but um but like I, I I think it's it's more plot heavy because I'm balancing like the four main plot lines of you have the Calvin Rayla plot line, the Janiah Maya Kareem, uh, Claudia and Terry, and you also have like Ezrin's main kind of plot line. So there are like four, and obviously some of those are going to converge, uh, but those are kind of like the main sort of things, which is why I think the chapters are so long. Um, and I have to say, like, what I've been really enjoying about it, and this is where Renan to like the it basically it it picks up immediately after season five. So you can finish season five, you can go right into it. And it's basically like again, it's paced like a fan fiction where I'm like, a lot of these scenes we probably wouldn't have time or need for to the same degree, but I'm a fic writer, I can do what I want. I can do really introspective scenes in prose that you just can't do in animation because it's so much harder to like communicate it's possible but like it is difficult um and even then there's a lot more kind of like in between real introspection like introspection can hit really hard but it can also be very accurate because you can always like reaffirm it like this is the intended takeaway and you can't always do that with introspection but um yeah it's been a lot of fun and the like the four i want to say like main characters are like callum ezrin rayla claudia and probably about that order uh so it's definitely more broils more ezrin centric than maybe i even thought it would be i wanted it to be but i wasn't sure because again i was like i've never written anything that's like super kind of like plot persistent and like writing some of these characters with these big povs and stuff like i finally wrote a uh, scene from Queen Anya's perspective. It's been like five years and I've never written her. Um, but it was what I've always wanted to. So like that was really fun. Uh, mostly um, it's it's a lot of fun because I feel like I'm getting to use a lot of the skills I developed while writing my like original fantasy works in terms of like, you know, the emotional heaviness to a degree. There's definitely some of that as well as like crafting one of my favorite things to do in writing and i think this is why i like the dragon prince so much is because like it's really really fun to go into situations and scenarios where like no one's entirely right here and everyone's a little bit wrong but no one's entirely wrong either so like one of the central conflicts of the first like four or five chapters is like ezrin finds out about the coins and he's not happy and he's like, I'm not gonna help you. I'm gonna, you're not allowed to leave. Like you, you're you not allowed to free Renan. And Callum's like, well, that's bullshit. And you both, I mean, hopefully if I did my job right, you both kind of see like where they're coming from. And I always love writing sibling arguments because it's like, they get to argue about like the actual issue at hand, but then it's also about like all the other shit that they haven't argued about, but like now they are. So like, you know, Ezrin being like, when you were falling apart because Rayla was gone, like, 
who was picking up the pieces you know like i was like who was running dad's kingdom like i was and now like you want to free his murderer right so like that's ezrin's perspective but i think is pretty fair and then you have callum who's like keeping him in the coin is not going to make you feel better it's not going to make anybody happier and like don't you think rayla has like suffered enough like even if you like you don't ever you never have to see him again but like he deserves to get out of that coin you know and like rayla deserves to have her father back like you know she would help us if the situations were reversed in an instant you know um and so like they're both right it's just heavy and messy and difficult and like i've been wanting the brothers to fight since like season three so fingers crossed man for the next two seasons um and i don't think i'll write a fan in season seven i feel like season six will have enough of the stuff that like i've been i've been gunning for or hoping for um even just in terms of like you know writing this fic like i get to do a lot of the ervos lore and speculation how does ervos get out where does the possession plot line go you know like a lot of the stuff i think that season six might answer pretty definitively i'm kind of getting to try my hand at my one concern this is why like i'm hoping that season six is only in like spring because i'm hoping i just have enough time to write the whole thing um, i'm about five chapters in and i'm averaging a chapter every two weeks of like six to ten k you know so de a decent chunk like roughly like five thousand words three thousand words a week um and then you know um i'm thinking maybe 30 chapters maybe 26 it'll depend uh the chapter i'm working on right now is gonna be fun because it's uh real and claudia are being forced to travel temporarily together and Terry and Cal are being forced to travel temporarily together. So it's kind of seeing how those two uh, pairs play off each other or, or don't play off each other very well. Um, and again, getting to explore that that mess and the gaps of information or perspective and all that good stuff. Um, so, so that's kind of my main focus now if like, you know, obviously there's other one shots that I would like to run. There's other things, but like a lot is being incorporated here. And because it's so, oh, excuse me, because it's so like time sensitive speculation wise, um, that's kind of like where, the, you know, I have other canon diversion stuff I want to write and I'm sure I will. Um, but it's going to be like maybe even like once the show's over, I'll go back and I'll like devote myself to like those projects because like if it's canon diversion, it kind of doesn't matter like when you start it, you can kind of do it whenever um so so that is kind of my plan fandom wise obviously i have metas i also want to get out of the way that are really fun i'm working on i still i still need to finish my knowledge as a burden one uh i still want to do one about like rail and how she parallels like all the antagonists because i think that's lets me talk about a lot of the foil bonds that i really like i want to talk about kareem Viren, and callum and their messiness weird like Kareem walking Callum's political path and Viren walking, not Viren, Callum walking Viren's personal path, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then recently, um, and maybe this is also just because I'm thinking more about like future book marketing stuff for like my original work in progress that should be out in like 2025. So we'll see. Um, hopefully in the new year, I'll get to go into more into editing with my publisher. So that'll be really nice. Um, but like, just gotta pet the dog for a second. Hi. 
Yeah, you're having a good nap. Okay. Um, but I've been, <laughs> she's looking at me. Hi. But I've been thinking about maybe doing, because I, I love my Dragon Friends podcast and I love all that sort of stuff. But I have been thinking maybe about doing a writing focused podcast called Write or Get Off the Pot, like shit or Get Off the Pot. Because I find that like a lot of writing advice is is geared or written in a way where I feel like it's really useful for people who are in their first like first few months, first few years of writing. You know, maybe they've only written like two or three drafts or they've only written like first drafts a couple of times, something like that. Um, or they're going to st- start writing, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, I find that there's not as much out there that's really applicable maybe for people who have been writing for a long time, like 10, 12 years, or even like one of my friends, Kuno, was doing the leap between um, moving from having written like basically just fic for a long time and then trying your hand at something that's original and like what muscles maybe haven't been worked as much in just doing fic because I'm somewhere like I wrote fic and I wrote OG basically around the same time for like the past like 12, 14 years, I was doing those like concurrently. So like I got to learn different things through those different mediums and then apply them to each other. And it was a really useful way to learn, but like not everybody has that. So while I'm by no means like an expert, I feel like maybe um, discussions on writing and like, you know, developing character conflict and how different writers and their brains operate and stuff like that i feel like maybe that could be interesting so maybe in the new year that will be something else uh also just want to thank you guys for spotify wrapped i didn't even know my podcast i didn't even know that you could rate podcasts and i got five stars so thank you hopefully deserve it um i hope you have a great new year if you have any questions please send them in and dragons out peace